This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Get ready to place your bets. Oh, yes. We're rolling here on BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Alongside Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio, I'm Aaron Hawksworth. Gentlemen... You heard it. Time to line them up. It's week two of college football, and Ohio State has the marquee matchup as they take on the Ducks this Saturday. Now, both teams came away with wins this past week to set up what could be a top 10 showdown. Currently, Ohio State sits at number four, and the Ducks are just outside those top 10 rankings. So, FanDuel has the Buckeyes as 14 and a half favorites and the total is 63 and a half um what are we thinking about this one so my first thought is the, the Kayvon Thibodeau injury is is gigantic he's the great pass yep. rusher for Oregon he, I mean, he's a he might be the number one pick in the draft or the maybe the first non-quarterback off the board that's how good he is as a pass rusher yeah comparison to Von Miller when he was you know he was at college like this guy's legit and he's banged up he hurt himself last week high ankle sprain when Mario Cristobal talked about it a couple days ago he was sometimes coaches downplay injuries after games sometimes they overplay them he didn't seem confident that his guy was going to feel okay the next day so i don't know where he's at he hasn't been ruled out yet if he doesn't play oregon is i mean they're screwed like just they're screwed like they can't win this game without him they're 14 and a half point underdogs right now the other thing i will mention i know this is more of an nfl thing we talk about because games aren't usually marquee games aren't usually the big the noon kickoff this is a west coast oregon team traveling for a 12 o'clock eastern start in columbus that's, that's basically they're playing at 9 a.m their time that's weird i mean you don't usually see unless i'm missing it usually these marquee games are, are night right like you get a, a cross conference game two big schools top 15 each this is a night game they're playing this at noon on a saturday in ohio state that's yeah. that's not good for oregon yeah you're thinking sleepy start for the ducks that's right no 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 big pass rush or sleepy start they might get raced out of here before this is at halftime Okay, so this thing opened at 14, and as Aaron mentioned, it's sitting at 14 and a half. If, uh, hmm, if Thibodeau's in, do you think it goes back down to 14 where it was before? Probably. Wow. Yeah, he's pretty impactful. I'm surprised that we have zero movement on the total. Maybe, uh, maybe the Ducks were caught looking ahead a little bit against Fresno, but one thing, and it is a little bit more extra rest here, for the Ohio State Buckeyes. But one thing that really jumped out to me is they had their issues. They were down at halftime on the road, tough spot for a quarterback making his first college start, his first uh, attempt, uh, pass attempt in a game. So it's under the lights in front of the country on Fox at Minnesota. They were uh, they were amped up up there. And now you're going home against Oregon. Two tough, 
a pretty tough test. This one much tougher, obviously. But the point spread's the same. They were 14-point favorites against Minnesota on the road. So now at home against Oregon, uh, it's 14 or it's 14 and a half. I have no concerns about that Buckeyes offense scoring points. We might just see a bit of a carryover, the Buckeyes that we saw in the second half, over to this first game. I think the better look is uh, going over 63 and a half. I'm surprised that that has not uh, budged at all because I, I think we might have another high-scoring affair like we saw in that Ohio State-Minnesota game. Reed Wallach was with us yesterday, uh, our BetQL, okay. uh, you know, Reed from BetQL, and he mentioned the over. That was, he, he, you know, last week he gave us the NC State covering. That was his early read on the week. Easy. And his, fir- his first read on this week when he looked at all the games was the over, Joe. So you're on the same page as him. The over in this game is the way to go. I, I think that makes sense, too, especially if, if even if Thibodeau's hobbled. Like, if he's not himself but he's out there, you know, Ohio State's going to score a lot of points. All right, moving right along, Washington at Michigan. Um, the Huskies are coming off an embarrassing loss to Montana at home on Saturday. The dogs were solid defensively, but offensively, they turned the ball over quite a bit, and that led to the upset. So in this one, I believe Michigan is the seven-point favorites, and um, we're looking at 48-and-a-half for the total. Yeah, what, a, what, a difference, what a difference a week makes. Yeah. Like last week, everyone was like, jump on Washington, Washington, Washington. Everyone loves Washington. Right? They go out there and they embarrass themselves against Montana. Meanwhile, Michigan, you know, everyone's talking about Harbaugh and how bad it is. And now look at this. This is now six and a half, seven point favorite. Is this, are we overreacting? I guess that's my first thought on the line. Is this an overreaction to one week of football where Washington didn't look good? Michigan looked obviously better than that. And now it's like, oh, but Michigan's certainly the, the better team. I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. I mean, Michigan played a nobody. They look good. Washington played a nobody. They look bad. It feels like an overreaction. Seven, if it gets to seven, I just, it feels too big. It might get to seven. Um, I, at the moment, it is six and a half, but it's juice. So it's on the way to seven uh, with a okay. total of I was of looking 40... somewhere else and saw it at seven. Right. So, no, yeah. it, it's it's touched seven at some spots. It opened at five and a half. So Michigan getting a lot of support here. Uh, the total way down uh early in the week it's already down two and a half points here uh so that's notable so when figuring out washington we heard a lot of people pump them up and they were clearly not taking montana seriously even though they're a good fcs team they're an fcs team like you you, this can't happen (laughs) you know you were expected to contend for the pac-12 and they still can they can turn it around in conference play but man you expected so much more including out of their quarterback dylan morris uh, similar situation, but Michigan took care of business going against a MAC team. They crushed Western Michigan 47-14. to 14. I don't know. I feel like every year we're doing this. If Michigan wins early, okay, maybe this is the year. This is the time. Harbaugh's finally got it. Win total is, what, 7.5? And, and our guy Paul Aspen uh, went under on the number. Uh, at 7? If you're giving me 7, I'm going to take a look at Washington. You don't want to overreact in a spot where maybe, maybe they were a completely – overlooking their opponent they're going to be ready for this one under the lights in ann arbor so if we get to seven that's a real conversation but dealing with six and a half not not really something i want to jump in on but a week ago did we think that washington was going to be touchdown dogs on the road at week two 
man, I and I understand why people are down on on the Huskers. Sure, it makes sense. And the and the Pac-12 in general, other than UCLA, the Pac-12 just looked like trash in the in the first wow. week. So we yeah. we may get a different feel. Like if this if it plays out with Michigan blowing them out, if that happens, we might just say, wow, the Pac-12 just it's bad. And it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> bad and sad. Yes, Iowa at Iowa State. Will number seven Iowa State cover as four-point favorites against in-state rival Iowa? Uh, they got running back Brees Hall, one of the best players in the country. Um, he's coming off a sixth-place finish in last year's Heisman voting, so this should be mm -hmm. another good one. Iowa State minus four-and-a-half, and the total 46-and-a-half. You know, I know that um, Oklahoma is going to be looked at as the real test for Iowa State, right? That's their path to try to get to win the Big 12. Isn't this the real test? They never beat Iowa. They've lost five yes. in a row, six of seven. Every year, Iowa State's good. Everyone loves Matt Campbell. Everyone loves that program. They never actually yep. beat their in-state rival, which is, I, I feel like for them, this has got to be it. Like, if I'm going to take Iowa State seriously, go beat Iowa. I, I know Iowa looked really good last week, and they beat Indiana, and they look like they, you know, they got themselves together. It's always a well-coached team, but... I mean, come on. Like, Iowa State's got to, got to win one of these once in a while. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I know they're home and Iowa state is a little bit higher in the rankings, but I mean, 10 versus 12. I mean, whatever big deal. It's, it seems even to me. Are you surprised coming off the Hawkeyes domination of the Hoosiers last year? And I know Penix fresh off the ACL. We addressed that last week. We'll see if he's really ready. He clearly uh, was not, but we also have to give credit to that Hawkeyes defense. Very strong last year in the second half of the season. Their losses, all a bunch of one-score losses. And like you said, Joji, we've we've got Iowa's always been in the way of Iowa State. They're the hurdle that they need to jump here. And I gotta say, four and a half, that seems like a lot. This sh should be three. I expected it to be three, even though they're gonna be at home. Does it matter? Hawkeyes are going to be represented in that stadium in Ames, Iowa, as they go for the, the Zyhawk Trophy. I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, Brock Purdy off to a nice start. Big deal. Not much of a test going up against Northern Iowa. But I have a tough time laying it. I, I like oh, Hawkeyes. I'm getting four and a half. I don't know that it's going to go up much more. Uh, interesting that the total has also already gone up a couple points from 44 and a half up to 46 and a half. But Trying not to overreact, but we should probably be taking this Iowa Hawkeyes team seriously. Yeah, and, and usually these games are low scoring, just to put that in perspective. Now, 2017, I think yes. it was a pretty high scoring game, but usually they're pretty low scoring games. It's, it's kind of played. I mean, both coaches could be conservative here, so that doesn't surprise me. There are a lot of low scoring games in college football this weekend. My God, all these zero zeros. I'm like, really? Come on. Get me. That's why I can't. I mean, look, Sunday gets college football. I watch it. I enjoy it. But get me to the NFL. Like, can we get some real quarterbacks throwing the ball around? <laughs> Please get me to the real yeah. games. All right. Let's move on. Uh, following an impressive win over Louisiana in the season opener, the Texas Longhorns will face a tough road test this week. 
So they're coming off that win over Louisiana. Steve Sarkeesian's Longhorns are now going to go to Fayetteville to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. So the Razorbacks are led by new head coach Sam Pittman. Uh, they struggled this past season. So this is going to be an interesting one. I was actually just trying to pull up the lines now. Um, minus six and a half, the Longhorns are favored. Um, six and a half points. And then the total is 55 and a half. I like Texas here. I, I, I Look, they covered in week one against Louisiana. Now, it's always a challenge to go on the road to an SEC team. It doesn't matter who they are. I mean, that's obviously there's different levels of SEC teams. So this is a challenge. But I think it says something. There's six and a half point road favorites here. I think Sarkisian's going to do well at Texas. I mean, that Texas has been searching for years since, since, um, since you know, they, I mean, how many coaches they had in the last five or six years? I mean, they just always keep changing coaches. Who was the last one that didn't work out? Tom Herman was he the last coach of Texas before circulation? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he didn't work either. He, I mean, that, he's well, he did against the spread, but that doesn't matter. Well, right. He I love that. No, he, he, he didn't win enough. Uh, I yeah. think you know Sark's got a good chance. I I, I think they're going to get off to a good start. I I like them in this game. Is this, this, this one the Steve Sarkeesian resurgence? Mm, it might be. <laughs> he needs one. Yeah. Yeah. We're, he was we're always good when he it. was at Washington. I covered the Huskies when he was the head coach there. Texas, too. Texas, like Michigan, get an early season win. You could make the case that last week against Louisiana was a tougher test than going up against Arkansas in week number two. I mean, this is brutal. And I know it's life in the SEC. But this is, um, let's see, uh, the rankings right now. Arkansas faces one, two, three, four, five ranked teams in their next six games. Five ranked teams. Texas, Texas A&M, Georgia, both in the top five. Ole Miss and Auburn. Nice win at home against Rice last week. I would lean to I would lean to the home dog, getting six and a half here with Arkansas. But yeah, we're still kind of wondering what exactly do you have here? What exactly do we have? Um, yeah, I'm I'm really really torn on this matchup, but there might be some resurgence, and and teams are are going to wait and see what uh, Sark has. Uh, with his players in Texas. So it, it might, they might get off to a hot start, but then when you get into conference play, it might be a different story for the Longhorns. All right, moving along. It was a weird week one in college football. BYU is now 1-0 after holding on to beat Arizona 24-16. So BYU will host Utah Saturday night. And obviously Utah, the six and a half point favorites here, that total is 48 and a half and it's nine straight now. Utah's won nine straight in this year. This is like the Iowa State Iowa thing. This is the this is right. your in-state Utah rivalry. Um, look, it, Utah is a really good program. I, I feel like they don't get enough credit for how good they are. They're just consistently good every year. It seems like, and they own this rivalry nine straight. Last time they um, thirty to twelve in BYU a couple of years ago. Two quarterbacks that are you know pretty green in this. You know Brewer for Utah, Hall for BYU. I like Utah. I mean, they just, they've dominated this series. And until I see BYU step up and beat them, I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. So after Zach Wilson, what they do, they put up 24 points last week against Arizona. That's going to be interesting to watch to see how, uh, how the offense can respond without having him. But I think, I think you nailed it um, with Utah here. And Aaron, we're at six and a half, did you say? Yeah. Six. Yeah, we are at six and a half. I think that's interesting because. Uh, very early, I know some spots had seven and a half. Uh, some opened up at seven. 
But to get through or just off that key number of seven there, that's that's pretty interesting that BYU was getting support. You know, with betting, there might be people trying to set it up. They want to come back on the other side um, and lay it with Utah. But early in the week, there has been some BYU support. I, w- I would take a look at Utah. I'm with you 100% there, uh, back in the favorite here. You guys staying up for this one? I mean, this is 10, is it 10 15. Your time is when they're kicking this thing off. I'm out. Jeez. I'd Listen, love to I mean, say that I'm we, in, we but got I'm a, out. We got a full NFL slate the next morning. Well, that yeah. was it. So last week, I stayed up for a lot of the Saturday games. I was watching Chip against uh, LSU and the, the late game, whatever, Saturday night was all those games. This week, I got I to you know, pace ourselves. We got a full Sunday. Full Sunday of NFL. <laughs> it's different. This it, is, it, not, we got to be smart about it. Really quick, are there any other games on the board that you guys like that we didn't touch on? No, I I think we hit on all the all the big ones. I'm sure we'll take a deeper dive over the next uh, next couple of days as we get set for it. But it, it's fun. Uh, both weeks so far, some of the heavy hitters: three versus 11, 10 versus twelve. A lot of fun on Saturday. All right, BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook alongside the Joes. I'm Aaron Hawksworth. On the other side, a fun new segment: our average Joes of the week. Can't wait to get into this. We're back after this. By the Joes. For the Joes. Let Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio help you beat the sports books on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. 19 noon Eastern on the BetQL Network.